Hi, my name is Matthew Cossens from Auric Group and welcome to our leadership series for 2020 for International Women's Day. As part of this series, we've sat down with some exceptional female leaders to talk about their story, their journey and what makes them tick. Additionally, we'll talk about the Each for Equal campaign for International Women's Day. We hope you enjoy the series and thanks for listening. In today's episode, we sit down with Romy Panzera. Romy is the Managing Director of VIEW, which is part of the NTT group of companies. She's had 20 years experience in recruitment, most of those in senior leadership roles, and she was the architect of the Next 100 Women in Technology program. We hope you enjoy the discussion with Romy. So Romy, thanks very much for your time today. Uh, obviously, we're having a sit down to talk about your, your leadership journey to date and obviously International Women's Day 2020, which is upon us shortly. Um, so jumping straight in, tell us about, about yourself. Who is, who is Romy? Who am I indeed? And thanks very much for having me here today. It's great to support International Women's Day. Um, I'm Rami Panzera. I hold the position of Managing Director of VIEW, which is a technology augmentation services company in Australia. Mm. But other than that, that's what I do for a living. Um, I am uh, originally from Dublin, Ireland. I'm married. I have three kids, uh, 13, 12 and 10. So um, yes, you can see I like to get things done and dusted fairly quickly. (laughs) Um, And I live in Melbourne. Beautiful. Um, So talk us through your leadership journey today. Oh, right. Um, I was privileged very young in my career to um, step into a team lead role, and I had the glorious mm. task of managing a team of one, okay. which um, is, is probably more challenging in some ways than other larger team mm. scenarios, because you just have that one person. And, yep. and it's, uh, I suppose, stepping out of the friendship zone and into the leadership position. And, and it felt natural to me, and mm. I had some very good guidance along the way. And I think as you go along a journey, and I certainly have benefited from guidance, and mm. um, certainly in certain instances, I didn't take the guidance um, that I should have. Yeah, okay. And, and, and where is that journey? Like, obviously, you talked about your role now at VIEW. Can you talk us through, I guess, how you went from, from that journey of leadership of one to the, the huge role you have today? Yeah, it's um, it wasn't an overnight sensation as things um, often aren't. It, mm. it was um, a long journey. Um, what what I always noticed, and I always had um, as as a small child, I just I felt I felt comfortable it being in front, mm. and I felt comfortable speaking to people about vision and journey and imagination and dreams, and yeah. I, I just saw future, and yeah. I wanted people to come with me, and I and I felt almost an innate need to inspire. Yeah. And, and I know that sounds quite contrived as, as a child, but I did. Yeah. I mean, lots of little girls dreamt of um, the stereotypical positions, you know, nursing, yeah. vet, so forth. I, yeah. I, I had two dreams. One was to run a company and be an actress. Yeah, wow. um, I, I actually, now that I've grown up, I realise they're very often one and the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my journey went through a leadership position um, for another company back in the UK. Um, yeah. I was recognised by people for just having a talent and ability. Mm. I, I often put my hand up for things I'm not quite sure I can do. Yeah. But That's I have a firm that. belief in it doesn't matter if I can't. Mm. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Someone's going to catch me and it'll yeah. be myself or another person. Yeah. So I often put my hands up for stuff and I think that was recognized that daring, that mm. boldness. Yeah. Um, and people promoted me into positions that, that I flourished in. Yeah. You know, it was people orientated, it was complexity, it was business, it was driving things yeah. and changing. 
Transformation is really huge to me. Um, I then stalled my career because um, I took an active decision that when I had three kids in three years, it was really impossible to return to work. And yeah. and not that it wasn't impossible, but the implications of my own life, my husband's yeah. life, my kid's life were too much. And I waited up and I took a few years out, which was probably the highest risk thing I've ever done. Mm, there I was Because you free fall when you're a yeah. stay-at-home mum. Okay, yeah. I went from being a hugely socially engaged person. I was out lots yeah. pre my first child. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in the burbs yeah. and you're alone yeah. and you have no one. Yeah. And you you lose your identity of a, a leader, and I was a mm-hmm. you know an account director for some of the major businesses in Australia, and all yeah. of a sudden no one's ringing me. Yeah. Um. So it is. It felt like free fall, and mm-hmm. I was uncomfortable for a while around that, and I became this obsessive. Um, I don't know. I tried to bake. I tried to clean. I tried to do loads <laughs> of things, and I was trying to scratch an itch that actually yeah. uh, was never going to get scratched. Yeah. Um. And it was scary because you begin in this free fall to lose your understanding of what you're capable of doing. Yeah. And it was the most challenging time of my life, yeah. reconciling what I could do and could I ever do it again? Yeah. Were employers going to understand that I took a few years out? Were they going to see mm-hmm. that magic, that spark? Yeah. Um, I had a coach at the time, and it might sound corny, but it was my husband. Yeah. And... He was extraordinary in his mentoring of me to say, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? Yeah. He, he just saw the stars. He just yeah. was, was one of those people. So yeah. with a push and a shove and, and, and also reconnecting with, a, with an old boss of mine, yeah. um, I got back out there and I, I did it. Yeah, so that's why the, the fear factor. Yeah, great. I was going to ask about your greatest challenge, so you've covered that. So that's good. Yeah. Well, talk to me about this boldness. You talked about you know, having this boldness. Did you know, and, and, and having that from an early age, do you think that was something that was nurtured or something that you were kind of born with? You know, there's always that kind of you know, nurture versus <laughs> nature discussion, but yeah. you know, where do you think that boldness came from or, or comes from still? Um, I, I think there's an element of both in, yeah. in, in all people. I mean, you, you've, you've got kids, I've got kids yeah. that, you know, the day they're born, you can see the individual. Yeah. And, and to this day, my kids haven't changed from the day they were born. Mm. Um, I, I had this innate tenacity. Mm. It was just there. Was, you know, people yeah. call, use words like feisty and fiery and all that yeah. sort of stuff. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I'll take them on and I'll own them and I'll, I'll smile because yeah. um, I'm probably guilty of all of those things um, yeah. with, with great pleasure as well. <laughs> um, it, it, was, it was innate. I, I was the youngest of four. Yeah three older brothers and myself, quite a male-dominated environment, very masculine father, Um, very intelligent mother as well, Um, Mm. but she played the role of, you know, beautiful wife and so forth. She did work. She was a worker, (laughs) though, and and, and that, I suppose, had an effect on me. Um, So I think I was always trying to crawl up to be noticed and be seen and Mm. and to to be that person Um, because, you know, I had a very... <clears throat> I suppose old school father, yep. you know, would often praise the boys for their physical prowess or yeah. their brilliance or their intelligence, and he looked at me to say, "Oh, can't you wear something prettier?" Yeah, okay. um, and I, at a very early age, one of the poignant moments I, I, I in my youth was being disgusted one day when I heard that, saying, "Well, mm. I'm actually a better sports person than my brother <laughs> in that particular field, <laughs> and um, I'm damn smart." Yeah. So right. it, it was very peculiar, and I remember. Um, my mother saying to me in the same conversation because I was livid mm. 
she said, oh, you know, because I was going for a job at a bank of all things, can you imagine? Yeah. It was yeah. hideous. Um, and I said, um, oh, it doesn't matter if I get it or not. She goes, oh, no, it'd be great for you to get it because if you go out the job in a bank, you never know, you could marry a bank manager. Oh, wow. And I <laughs> so remember being school. revolted. <laughs> Why can't I be the bank manager? Yeah. And even yeah. at that, and I would have been, you know, 16, 17, yeah. you know, the apprentice yeah. days. So, yeah. um so there was a there was a fight in me, yeah, and it still like exists, that. but it's been more tempered. And and I understand people come from different perspectives. Yeah. And when yeah. you're young, you you don't understand their perspectives as much. It's all yeah. about the you. Yeah. Uh, and as you get older, you you understand that people's opinions are are valid. You just mm-hmm. need to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And whether they agree with you or not, it, yeah. that's a discussion rather than an yeah. argument. So yeah. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, looking at your career, what do you think has been your most significant accomplishment to date? Wow. <laughs> Gee, man, that's a big question, isn't it? Significant accomplishment. Yeah. Um, it's something you're proud of. It doesn't have to be yeah. the, the, the biggest, because yeah, obviously you've, you've done a lot of good things. But you know, what yeah, are you most proud of? I think one thing that resonates with me, it, it was some time ago, and actually probably about 20 years ago, mm. um, I was the commercial manager for um, the Agile Business in the UK, and mm. so it was a massive role. So all the operational staff reported through to me, and it was, I think it was about 120 headcount at that point. Yeah. And what seems normal now was quite radical. When we had um, a team that was very data entry, they just input resumes all day, every day. And it yeah. was return to work moms, trying to get a job and stuff yeah. like that. And, and we set up a program that allowed flexible time, yeah. um, made them safe that if they needed to sort the kids out, they could start work at four. Mm. And they could work till 10 at night yeah. and made them safe and made sure they were okay to go home. Yeah. We also employed some really... Um, you know, troubled youths who were struggling to get a foothold in and mm. we mentored them and we made sure they were okay and they understood that there was a life in corporate should they choose it just because yeah. of where they came from or their education or lack of. Yeah. Um, and as a result of it, um, I actually had this amazing mishmash team that worked brilliantly well because mm. they felt proud yeah. and they were hugely productive and, and won so many awards within the group. And then off that, we took one or two people who wanted to go further in their career and yeah. actually made them the opportunity and they took it with both hands and I believe yeah. are doing extremely well today. Yeah, so it was that, what might seem normal now was actually quite yeah. radical 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, ahead of its time. Yeah, and that, I'm very, very of proud time. of that. Yeah, that's good. Um, so looking at, at day-to-day for yourself and, and habits and rituals and things things that drive success and talk me through kind of what drives your day or what you think drives your success from a, from a day-to-day point of view. Uh, I need people yep. around me. Yep. I'm inspired by people. In fact, I was talking to someone the other day about working from home. Um, I have the option and I very often don't. Because mm. um, I like seeing people, I like talking to people, I like hearing what they have to say. So I definitely need people interaction. Yep. Having said that though, I need quiet time. I need mm. sh- 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 nothing going on because mm. life is crazy and busy and hectic yep. 24-7 these days. Yep. So I need those moments and sometimes it can be in the car Yep. It can be walking. Yeah. It can be um, any moment where you just contemplate nothing mm. and you blank the mind. Yeah. Um, then I'm able to just almost like epiphanal moments in my life where I go, well, now I know what the answer is yeah. and, I, and I don't even need a second guess at it. Yeah. Um, so every day there would be at least 15 minutes in my day where I clear my mind of all things. Mm all things, yeah. all noise, all clutter, yeah. and it's achieved in various ways. And yeah. every day I listen to music. 
Okay. Every single day. Yeah. There isn't a day goes by where I'm not singing or dancing somewhere in a room in the yeah. house. It's embarrassing, <laughs> I know, but, yeah. but why not? Yeah. Um, I, I, I need it in my life. It's yeah. just one of those things I need. Yeah, that's good. I think space is, is so underrated sometimes, mm. in, particularly in a busy world where people want you to take on more and more and more. Sometimes. Oh, the noise. Yeah, yeah, the you noise need, you need to get away from that noise. It, it's, yeah. it's constant bombardment, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, you feel like this sort of planet where there's asteroids banging off you constantly and it's like oh I've got to deal with this one I've got to so that moment where you just take time out to go I need to think I need to think and I need to be present yeah. in in me yeah and then I'm great for everybody yeah 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 that's really good um so sacrifices you're a mum kids mm. um you know great career talk me through the the, the sacrifices you've had time yeah it's the you know it's yeah old old sayings isn't it you know it's the only thing we can't get more of mm. it, it is what it is yeah. um i sacrifice time with my children and, yeah. and i'll be very honest with you in relation yeah. to that um i'm not there when they come home from school yeah um i am there luckily in the mornings when i send them off on their way and it's yeah. major panic stations every single morning but <laughs> there we go but i'm not there in the evenings mm. um and that's hard sometimes for me because yeah. i think oh you know you, every now and again you get that mother's guilt but yeah. i'm a better person being the way I am than if I was there at 4 p.m. every evening because it would mean I had a different career path or yeah. I wasn't as fulfilled intellectually as, as I currently am. Yeah. Um, so that that's one of the major sacrifices is the time I get with them in, in the evenings. Um, yeah. When I am there, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. I'm not on the phone. I'm not reading emails. I'm not doing... I am 100%. My gaze yeah. is in their face and yeah. they've, got, they've got me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm going with quality over quantity in yeah. relation to parenting <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. But, yeah, yeah it's good that you can, you can see that sacrifice. Um, looking at lessons, what's the biggest lesson you've learned, either professionally or personally? They're very similar. Mm. Um, it's hard to distinguish professional and personal lessons. Um, yeah. I think they're intertwined. Yeah. You, you are who you are. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest lessons that I have learned over life have been um, to have, to sit and understand that you can do it. Yeah. You know, whether or not it's um, running a company or juggling family or mm. holding together a relationship yeah. in, in busy times. Yeah. So the lessons that I have learned, um, pearls of wisdom, recently have been, um, and I'm, I'm following this, is that in every week, in my diary, I keep time to assess my calendar yeah. and to assess my strategies and, and to go through and not set meetings during that time. Yeah. Um, I've had great pieces of advice through the year, the years, I should say. Um, mm -hmm. One was, you know, find find your weaker links and then um, make them your strengths. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I have certainly done that and patience yeah. was one of them that was just a weakness of mine and I've yeah. certainly learned to temper that and control that a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so there's a few lessons I've, I've had along the way. Um, mm. You can't be good at everything and you don't need to be. That's true, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So inspiration. Talk to me about who inspires you. Is it conceited to say that me, I do? Um, I, I, <laughs> I wake up, so. I I wake up every that. day and yeah. I go, um, I've done okay. Yeah. I've done all right. And I yeah. didn't start from an okay or right base yeah. in life. I yeah. mean, I, I had challenges as, as a young person. Yeah. Um, I left home at 17. Mm. Um, just, wow. yeah. <laughs> very bold. I left Dublin yeah. and went to London. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't just yeah. leave home, yeah. I left country. <laughs> um, 
so I, I, I'm, I'm comforted and inspired by it to know that other people can do the same. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very much inspired by people who have come from a humble background and achieved even okay lives yeah. because they've reached peaks that they probably never thought they could because they came from a very, very underprivileged background or socioeconomic yeah. scenario or prejudice or yeah. whatever it might be. So people who challenge their own adversity yeah. do inspire me and they can yeah. be just be a dad who's yeah. struggling, a mom who's struggling, um, yeah. people struggling with mental illness. Yeah. Huge, I'm hugely inspired by those people because mm. they deal with pain every minute of their life yeah. and they get up and they do stuff yeah. and, and they inspire me. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Fantastic. Um, if you could start over, what would you do differently? Oh, my word. <laughs> if I could start over, I would have listened sooner. Yeah. What do you mean by that? A lot of people were supporters of mine. Mm -hmm. and gave me great advice and counsel. Yeah. But in my 20s, as a lot of people are, you don't always take it in because mm -hmm. you know it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're 21. You always know better when you I'm indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 21, I'm indestructible. Yeah. And I know everything and yeah. you know nothing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I wish I would have had someone to just talk to me and say, this will be beneficial to you because X, Y, Z, as opposed to just flinging pieces of advice to me. Yeah. Um, so I think going over, I would, I would probably have listened sooner. Yeah. I would definitely have done that. And I would have let people in sooner. I would have exposed my vulnerability a yeah. lot earlier in my life yeah. than I did. Because when you do that, magic happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Probably covers my next question as well, oh. but I'll, I'll, I'll ask it anyway. Yeah. What advice would you give your younger self? Back yourself. Yeah. You have the ability. Don't mess it up and delay it. If you want it, you, you could do it and you should have done it years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so powerful. I love that. Um, so Women's Day 2020, mm. the, the, the theme is each for equal. Uh, what does that mean to you? I really struggle with um, people associating that um, diversity is a female matter or a, 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 a person's matter because they mm -hmm. identify as a certain individual. Yeah. Um, I think as, as a human race, um, we have built our successes on um, our sociability. Mm -hmm. And I think in recent millennia, we have destroyed what was a powerful communication and supportive community mm. with men and women yeah. and I think in recent days the modern age the technical age the industrial age predates that as well where mm. women just played a worse and worse role in society and mm. and that's that's where we are today as everyone knows yeah. but I'd like men to step in and step up mm. I, I don't think women are going to solve this as yeah. much as we would like to we've made some amazing inroads I mean you know you talk you know, 100 years ago, we couldn't vote. You know, yeah. 30 yeah, years ago, you yeah. couldn't own property. You yeah. know, I mean, it was it, it, it's nonsense, right? Yeah. But and there's still places in the world that has that Exactly nonsense. right, <laughs> exactly yeah. right. But I'm encouraged by um, 
men and women working together to solve this problem because it is a it is a global problem we have um a lot of uh human capital resourcing going undervalued mm. and underutilized it, it also economically it doesn't make sense um if if women are not paid as equal to men yeah. then you know it has a has a huge impact on the fiscal policies of any country yeah. and i don't understand why the the economists and the fiscal policy setters of the world mm. aren't recognizing saying well actually if we paid women a little bit better as in equal mm. we would actually have yeah, a thriving economy yeah. almost overnight a 15 yeah. percent uplift um, yeah. in our own gdp in australia yeah. So I think I think for me it's about men jumping in more and taking ownership of this, um, yeah. and just not not recognizing the gender differences, except where the genders have a are, are better at doing certain things than they are. Mm. I mean, you know, women have an innate communication skill and they're yeah. wired that way, and men yeah. have other attributes that that we need to tap into as well. Yeah. And I don't think one is better than the other. Mm. I think we need to have equal value yeah. on both, and that's yeah. the difference. So yeah. only, when you recognise equality, equal value, then you get the whole society. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Um, so looking at, at at that whole equality piece, how has that affected you over your journey? Or has it affected you over your job? Well, I spoke earlier, didn't I, about mm. my, my very um, interesting background. Yeah. Um, I just, f- for me, I mean, I was raised in a very masculine environment with mm. role, role play. Like, yeah. th- that's just what happened. Yeah. But the contradiction to that is I had a mum who was an accountant and super smart and, yeah. and fabulous individual and highly capable. Yeah. So it was a very interesting dynamic yeah. at home. Yeah. And yet when she came yeah. home, she played the submissive dutiful, mm. loving, adoring wife, yeah. um, extraordinary woman that she was able to do that yeah. throughout her life. <laughs> um, so I, I saw that and I just couldn't make sense of it. Even then it just didn't seem right. The, yeah. I, I'm a very logical person. I apply yeah. logic to a lot of things and yeah. that to me didn't make sense. Yeah. You know, if, if two people are great, then why aren't they getting the same in life? Yeah. So for me, um, I suppose that's that's one thing that I noticed from a very early age. Um, I've I've copped. Um, I haven't been harassed in work. I've been lucky, I suppose, and I shouldn't be saying, "Gosh, am I lucky?" I haven't been harassed in work. Um, have I been prejudiced? Um, probably on salary. I, I, I'm pretty much sure of that. Yeah. Um, have I um, used my femininity and my skills as a woman? Yes, I have. So yeah. I've had benefit to that. Yeah. Um, it's really impossible for me to know how many hurdles I was faced with as a result of my gender. Yeah. I, because I wasn't the one... Yeah, you're, not, you're not driving that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just didn't see it. Because yeah. if you go back to the, the tenacity I have, it's a hurdle, yeah. well, fine, yeah. I'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, let's get and another one. Yeah. And it never yeah. occurred to me that it was because I was a woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I hadn't thought of it like that. Um, <laughs> So how do you think things have changed? Um, and, and, and I guess, how do you think things have changed you know, through your journey and, and then looking at kind of the future, how can we continue to drive change and, and kind of, I don't want to say solve the problem because I don't think you and me in a, in a, no, a 10 minute conversation are going to solve the problem. <laughs> Wouldn't that but, be great? But yeah, how do we, yeah, what steps do you think we can take? Um, um, I know there's a lot of questions in that. It's I mean, almost I asked it, about three in one, but uh, you did, yeah. and it's a huge subject matter. And you're right. I mean, if the only value I can add to this discussion mm. is it starts in the home. Yeah. 
Yeah. It starts with the individual. You yeah. have to start small on this stuff. It, yeah. You know, nation-changing stuff happen at grassroots level. Yeah. So if, if men and women, when they go home and they have a partner um, or they do have children, they're lucky enough to have children, how do they respond and how, what lessons are they giving those children? Yeah. Um, and particularly boys. Yeah. Focus on the boys. Yeah. It needs, they need to be okay to show vulnerability as a boy. Yeah. They need to understand that... Um, there's no difference, boys, girls, it's pretty much the same. There are slight variations, but that's okay. We're all yeah. humans. Um, and they need to show that respect. And it starts with if you if you are in, um, you have boy children or girl children, or just treat them the same and watch your mm. language. Yeah. So in, in my house, I've got two boys and a girl, and yeah. I have never heard any one of them say, well, that's because they're a boy, mm. or that's because they're a girl. Yeah. It, it just has not happened because we myself and my husband pretty much in the same value system which is lucky um we don't use those terms it's about the individual capability and the individual value to society not the gender value or capability we we remove that it's it's not relevant so the only value i can add here is that i think we only need to take stock of the language we're using Mm. and the behaviors we're displaying in our own home or small society whether it's your family yeah. or your group of friends yeah. yeah i think it's so powerful i mean i've, I've got two daughters and, you know, as mm. i discussed with you earlier as well and i think you know, that role modeling of, of you know even how you and your wife communicate or Absolutely. you know you see examples in, in 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 the news so you know kobe bryant obviously tragically passed recently mm. but um like my daughter's like i want to be the best basketball player in the world i'm like well yeah you can be that like mm-hmm. as a, you know as a girl and, and it was beautiful kind of yeah, because he was he was teaching that to his daughter. I was like, oh yeah, you can be the best. Absolutely. Um, and and giving them those seeds. I mean, like it's you know just just change their view of the world. That's right. Um, as and, and then when they come home from school, and it's those little stories or those little moments where yeah. it's, you know where you can just reinforce that, and, that and, you are and equal. The equality at home. You know, I mean, we we're lucky to have a dishwasher. Yeah. Um, they all have to empty the dishwasher. Yeah. It's not a it's not a gender orientated chore list. Yeah. These things need to be done. I don't care yeah. male or female, they need to be done. Um, and, and and it's empowering for all three of them, I hope. And particularly my, yeah. my sons as they embark in a more complex world than, than you and I probably yeah. embarked in when they when they set out. So yeah. um, if we can tool them up with understanding complexity and, and take take the equality matter out of it because it yeah. is just equal. Yeah. And if there are more people in the world like that in the next generation then I hope that will create the next generation yeah. even more. Yeah. So I think we, we're, we're moving in the right direction, but I think it starts small. Yeah, fantastic. And what about in your role currently? So looking at your role currently, you know, how, you know, how can you, I guess, move the needle or, or change perspectives in your current workplace? On, you know, so I don't want to go into what they are or aren't doing at the moment, <clears> but I, I guess you know, how do you feel as a leader you can impact change in your current environment? Um, I support everybody equally in my business, whether they're male or female, um, yeah. what type of relationship they may be in or, mm-hmm. or not even. So if people yeah. need to work from home or time off, I query it. Yeah. It is, you need to be there, be there. Yeah. Um, so I think that's empowering for people to understand that um, there's equality within the work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if a mum has to be home with her kids, fine. If a dad has to be tired, if someone has to take a dog to a vet, off you go. Yeah. Because we all have different lives. Yeah, of course. Um, and we need to respect that. Um, so that's one of the things that we, we do and I'm certainly mm-hmm. a supporter of. Yeah. Um, I certainly make sure that pay is equal. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but that's never going to happen under my under my remit. That's the easiest thing to do. It's never going to be under my remit. 
And we we look at merit and capability above yeah. who you are, where you are, where yeah. you've come you from. Are, yeah. We, I mean, we're lucky that um, we have a very, I think we're 50-50 on a leadership perspective mm. from a gender perspective. Yeah. And also we look at cultural background and social background as well, yeah. that, that we've got a huge diversity within view. Yeah, and it's funny because we don't think about it. It's almost second nature. But I don't take it for granted. Because yeah. second nature can sometimes erode. Yeah. So we're currently working on a piece where we're defining what our culture is and what that yeah. means um, and the values that we hold dear and, and absolutely we'll hang on to with our fists clenched yeah, because those values of what made us a, a successful team today. And, I'm, and by my successful team, I mean, you can talk financial outcome, but I'm talking more about cultural success yeah. where yeah. we've got each other's back. Yeah. People fail. Yeah. And they fail in with a security knowing that someone's yeah, got them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. Um, so last question. If you were conducting this interview, what question would you ask yourself? Wow. I would ask myself, um, I don't know, what are my next moves? When, how yeah. can I get more involved? Yeah. With um, bigger communities, okay. <laughs> I, I did. I did set up. Um, I was a founder of a project called Next One Hundred, okay. um, which was hugely that. successful, and and it's something I, I really would like to reignite. Mm. Um, Next One Hundred Women was um, a brainchild of mine, where I thought we have um, certain. Um, shortages in the tech skill market yeah. and we have um, women who we know are really poorly represented in the tech yeah. world yeah. And, and it's not yeah. looking good going into the future considering yeah, where the not. unis are yeah. at. Um, so how can we address that we do need a gender balance um, mm. within the technology community but women can't get in and mm. they're, they're afraid because you know they, all these technologies. Yeah. So I set up a, a program that attracted about a hundred women um, and we worked through mentorship with mm. them, um, workshops. Um, they discussed their hurdles, their barriers, their yeah. successes, their challenges, and they supported each other in, in different groups. Yeah. Um, and we set up their profiles and their personal branding and, mm. and all sorts of stuff. And some of them were in IT now but wanted to stay and develop their careers. Some yeah. were IT fringe, so they didn't realize they actually were technical, but they yeah. didn't know it. Yep. And then there was the IT curious, yep. who really thought it was an exciting environment, but they had no knowledge and they thought, I'll never get a job. Mm. What I did was then pair them with employers yep. and hiring managers, not HR or so on. We actually mm. went to people who work in the technology space and paired them through. Yep. And we've had some success in relation to people getting jobs, yep. people getting promoted and so forth. Yep. Um, so it was, uh, it was a passion of mine and it, and it mm. ran on. I'm still mentoring a few of the women who came through that program um, yeah. and I'm delighted to say they're all in IT still yeah, um, and, and it's something that I really need to do again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome, that's really good. Well thank you so much for your time, I really appreciate you sitting down and having a chat with me. Um, yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it and good luck with all the others that you're, you're hosting as well and fantastic, thanks for the invitation. All right, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to our leadership series for 2020 for International Women's Day. I hope you enjoyed the discussion we had with these amazing leaders. But from here, what I hope you really do is sit down, reflect and think about how you could drive change both individually and in your workplace across gender equality and inclusiveness. Thanks again for listening.